Hello, beloved, and welcome to this week's Bible study, our weekly Bible study. And uh, this week, we have, once again, the privilege to dig into God's Word with regards to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we, so that we can grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, what I would like us to do is to take a, a little bit of time to look at the titles and the names of Jesus as revealed in the Scripture. Because we can learn so much from just these names and the titles that Scripture gives Christ. So before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much we can come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you that we can take the Word, the Bible, and read it. Thank you that we can understand it through the Spirit that enables us to understand it. And thank you that we can apply it to our lives. Because your Spirit also enables us to apply it to our lives. I pray that you will make your word clear to us and uh, so we can understand, take to heart, and apply it. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now, when we look at the titles and the names of Jesus, the Bible actually gives us many different titles and names for Jesus Christ. And what happens is these all actually helps us to understand who Jesus really is. Uh, many people... You don't even have to know who that person is. Let's say, for example, you look at a person's, uh, I'm going to say, his, his, let's call it his title, and he is doctor um, so-and-so. Then we know that person is most probably in a medical profession, and, uh, well, years ago that person would have been uh, a general practitioner uh, in medicine. Uh, nowadays you get a lot of doctors um, you know, PhDs and all kinds of things like that. But when it comes to the medical profession, doctor, if you look at a professor, we know that a professor is somebody that uh, basically teaches or lectures at a university. All right, then he's a professor. So from the titles of someone, we can understand something more about that person. Likewise, with Jesus Christ, he, is, he has the title of Christ. And that title, Christ, basically... Uh, means that he is the anointed one, sent by God. So it's the, ascent, the, the, the one that is sent that is anointed by God, for example. So it's important that we need to understand some of the, the titles and the names of Jesus Christ because it will help us to understand who, really, who Jesus really is. All right. Now, in the Bible, we find that Jesus is called the last Adam. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 49, we read the following. So we're going to read some passages of Scripture, and the reason for that is sometimes a verse or two, sometimes a little bit more, because the Scripture actually explains to us why Jesus is called what he's called. Why does he have that specific title, or why does he have that specific name? Why is Jesus called our advocate? Why is he called our high priest? You know, those kind of things. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 to 49, basically uh, gives us the explanation of why Jesus is the last Adam. And it says, Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. All right, so the first man, Adam, became a living being. That's Adam. That's physical Adam. Adam in the flesh, the one that God created né, and placed him in the Garden of Eden to basically look after the garden and to cultivate the garden. Later on, he gave him 
uh, Eve and they had to fill and multiply and be fruitful and fill the earth. Okay, so that's the Adam that we are looking at here. This is 1 Corinthians 15.45. So the first Adam became a living being. Why did he become a living being? How did he become a living being? God basically breathed life into Adam. He gave him the Ruach Yahweh. Now the Ruach is the Spirit of God. It's the life-giving Spirit. So Adam, the first Adam, the man, he became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving Spirit. And who's the last Adam? The last Adam is obviously Jesus Christ. Because it's only Jesus Christ, through forgiveness of sin and faith in Him, that Jesus Christ can then give that person a new spirit, okay, uh, place a new heart in that person, change that person completely, and give that person a new life, and that person is then able to live for Christ forever. All right, so the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So he is able to give life to God's people, those who are being saved. But it's not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. All right, so here Paul comes and he explains to the Corinthians, he says, the spiritual isn't first. Obviously, it's the natural that's first. All right, and then the spiritual. So always the natural first. You, you must be born from a woman. Okay, then you, that's, that's the natural side of things. You're born of a woman. You're on this earth, that's natural, and then spiritual. You are born again from above. Okay, verse 47 says, The first man was from the earth. Who's he talking about? The first man was from the earth. That's the first Adam. That's Adam that was in the Garden of Eden. All right, so he was uh, from the earth. It says, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. All right, so Adam... The Adam in the Garden of Eden, he came from the earth, God took dust and made him. Uh, he says, and he's a man of dust because he comes from dust. But the second Adam is from heaven because Jesus Christ is, the, is God incarnate, is God be, that became flesh. Jesus came from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. All right, so... As was the man of dust, so as Adam was, which means he's from the earth, he's just normal dust, he's um, human, now he's natural, okay? Um, it says, those who are of the dust are exactly the same. He says, but as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. So, the way that Jesus Christ is, because he come, came from heaven, eh, are everybody who will be born again, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, will basically bore the image of, of, um, of Jesus Christ. All right? So they will, they will basically resemble the one that is from heaven because they themselves basically are born from above, born from heaven. Verse 49 says, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. So we bear the, we bear the image of Adam, our, how can I say, natural earthly father of all human beings, all living beings, 
And then we have um, the man of heaven, which is Jesus Christ. And we are also, or we also bear his image. Remember, we were created in the image of God. And if we are born again, and we become children of the Almighty God through Jesus Christ and faith in him, we are then being transformed into the likeness and image of Christ. Beautiful. So, Adam, in the Garden of Eden, he's the first Adam that messed up and he just caused so much brokenness. And then we have the second Adam, or the last Adam. And this last Adam is basically Jesus Christ. Okay. Then the next one. In the Bible, we also find that Jesus is an advocate. He's an advocate. First John chapter 2, verse 1 says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So what does an advocate do? Uh, and it's actually obvious now. An advocate comes before the judge on behalf of his client. So he acts on behalf of his client. And, and while he is busy with the, the client's um, case before the judge, he lives himself into the client's position and everything that he says and does and whatever is on behalf of his client. Right, so it's, it's very important that we need to understand that. Jesus is an advocate. If we somehow mess up, what happens? Our advocate steps in. And what does he do? He comes before the Almighty Judge of all the ages, the Almighty God, and he intercedes for us on our behalf. All right. Then Jesus is also called in the Scriptures the Almighty. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, we've already looked at that when we looked at the uh, introduction in the book of Revelation. Uh, Revelation 1, verse 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Right? So that's just... He is the beginning of the um, Greek alphabet and uh, the end of the Greek alphabet. Now, he is the beginning and he is the end. Then he says the first and the last. And the beginning and the end. <clears throat> Yo. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. Oh, beloved, this is so beautiful. Because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Alright, so he's the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet and everybody, everything in between. And by the way, if you take the Greek alphabet from Alpha to Omega, uh, then basically you can say whatever needs to be said because it, 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 it basically includes the whole of the... Um, of the alphabet so that what Jesus has to say and instruct and command can be done because it is done in language form. And we have the Bible and everything we need to be saved and everything we need to live a, a decent life is found in Scripture. To actually live a holy life. All of it is found in Scripture. All right. Um then Jesus is also called the Amen, 
Revelation 3.14 says, And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The words of the Amen, the fruitful, true wilderness, the beginning of God's creation. Ooh. It's the beginning of God's creation. Beautiful. All right, now. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write the words of the Amen. So Jesus is called the Amen. Amen means for sure. So be it. That's how it is. All right, so the words to the church in Laodicea are the words of, and John tells us in the book of Revelation, it is the words of the Amen. It is the words of Jesus Christ, the certain one. The one that is for sure, for certain. And he's the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. Uh, another one we find about Jesus Christ in, name, in, under names and titles in the, in the scriptures is that Jesus is called the angel of God's presence. The angel of God's presence. Uh, Isaiah 63, verse 9, we read, In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence, or the angel of God's presence, saved them. And in his pity, he redeemed them. He filled them up and carried them all the days of old. All right, so here we have the name of Jesus Christ. It says, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. Who's the angel of their presence? That's Jesus. Jesus Christ who saves them. His his focus is the salvation of his people. All right, then another one. Is Jesus is the anointed one. In Acts chapter 4 verse 25 to 27 we read, Who through the mouth of his father, of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed there's the his anointed one eh? verse 27 for truly in this city they were gathered together uh, um, against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate um, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel love it verse 26 look at it again says, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. So here's the kings of the earth that set them up against uh, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Um, now Christ, Jesus, the anointed one. And uh, not only the kings of the earth set themselves against Christ, but also the rulers, they got together, it says, and that is against the Lord, against His anointed one, against, uh, how can I say, the, the one that 
that causes or brings the blessing of, of God because he is anointed. He is the Messiah. Now, Christ means anointed one. Absolutely brilliant. Yo, yo, yo. Anyway, now, there's another one. And that is that Jesus Christ is, and this is where I'm going to end for today, Jesus Christ is called the Apostle. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the Apostle and High Priest of our confession. Amazing, eh? Now, it is said that an apostle is basically a sent one, eh? someone who is sent, who has the rights and the powers and the authority of the one who sends him. And in the case of Jesus Christ, he was sent to this earth by the Father. All right, so he is sent to this earth by the Father, and in that sense, he is an apostle. He is an authority. He's the authority yeah, of the one who sent him. He, he doesn't come in his own strength. He doesn't come in his own power, but he comes in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so, beloved, that's uh, for today. I hope that we're learning something about Jesus Christ through his names and his titles. And I hope that you enjoy uh, even getting to know Christ uh, on that level. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Christ. Thank you for his titles and his names and that we can learn so much about him through his, his titles and his names that he has received and revealed to us in Scripture. I pray that you will help us to be edified, Father, enable us to, to walk the walk and talk the talk, uh, God willing, until next time. May your name be glorified. May your name be lifted up above everything else. And may you be exalted and, and praised by us as your children. As we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you his peace. God willing, till next time. Bye-bye.